uh, with all the new equipment up and running, and uh, we, now we just uh, have to clean up uh, the, the, the borders a little bit, or, or messy around the perimeter of the station. But we're back in Studio One, back in the main chair on the main mic. It feels like we're home again. It, it, it's That's wonderful. It's been a long time. And hopefully, as we uh, get those COVID numbers to trend the correct way, hopefully in the near future, we will be able to have guests back in the studio and we'll no longer have to do this not looking at each other. That would be nice. <laughs> well, you're much better off not looking at me. I've got the face for radio, so. Well, I don't know. <laughs> You've got a beard for TV, though, man. Yeah, so. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, you know, can't can't hide this mug of mine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot of fun to to get to today. Uh, I, I have, uh, d- we've gone, th- we've started the process of turning our lease back in. So we're going to go over that process uh, with uh, Roger today on the air. And, uh, it's been about well, three years already, huh? It's been time three flies. years. It, it's amazing how fast time goes. Uh, and when we... When we started it, it was just the wife and I, and no longer the case. Now yeah. we're, now we're, uh, we got a two-year-old in a couple weeks here, which is, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know if anyone else out there has two-year-old uh, or, or toddlers who sleep worse than they did as a newborn, but if so, we need to form like a, a support group for one another, <laughs> because I am, I'm losing my mind. I was up last night from two fifteen till five thirty this morning. Oh, no. She was wide awake, running around. It was like someone had slipped her a, a cup of coffee uh, before she went to bed. To her. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, eventually we, I, I, I caved and flipped on old <laughs> Sheriff Callie on Disney+. Plus and yep. uh, I thought, okay, this will make her nod off. No, that just made her wake up even more. So it's, it's terrible. But uh, uh, we, we love her, and we're grateful for her, obviously. Uh, I just don't know what I, – I don't remember what it's like to sleep. Sorry? So they teach you lots of patience. <laughs> yeah, teach or force, one or the other. Because uh, it's <laughs> It's right. Uh, but we have a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, the, the car world is turning. It's coming back. Things are looking up. We got to keep – we got to keep on the right path that we got to do what we can to make sure that this thing goes in the right direction. So we'll talk about that. Also, you can be part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-ZONE. And uh, if you need a reason to call in, our poll question this week, the NBA is back. The NBA is back. They've had no positive knock on wood, no positive tests in the in the last two rounds of testing that they've done down there in their quote unquote bubble city that they've built in Orlando. Meanwhile, baseball's back, but is on the verge of canceling the whole season because no one can seem to get their act together on baseball's end of things, and they're they're having all kinds of outbreaks amongst a bunch of different teams. The NFL, college football, hanging in the balance. So the poll question this week, Roger, is I would like someone to call in and give us an example of a car that they've owned or own that represents the, the, the positive that the NBA is going through and a car that they've owned that would represent the, the terrible job that baseball and the others are doing. So, so a really good car you've owned 
and a really, really bad car you've owned. I'd love to hear this, from you. This ought to be really interesting to see what people <laughs> have to say. And I think I, I, I've had definitely because of the the volume of them, I've had more baseball, we'll call it cars today, in my life <laughs> than I've had NBA cars. Uh, obviously, since we started the leasing with Mark Miller Schuber, that's it's all NBA cars. It's all positive. It's all good. But uh, back in the time when I was just a fledgling youngster, I, I went from car to car to car to car to car. And uh, boy, I got stories for days. But I'd love to hear from the, the listeners. 855-340-ZONE. Tell us your, your good and your horror stories about your cars that you've owned. Roger, I'm sure in your day you've had, how many cars do you think you've owned? Uh, oh, oh. And, and that's, a, that's a loaded question because you, you're a, you're a, you work at a car store and have for your whole career. It's an occupational hazard, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I have definitely slowed down. I'm probably north of 45 or 50 cars. Wow. Over the years. Uh, you know, when I first got in the business, it seemed like I probably went through three or four cars a year between my my then wife and I. and uh, So I've owned a few. I've owned a few before I got in the car business. So... Hmm. But it's an occupational hazard. You know, I have salespeople trade cars at least once a year, uh-huh. not twice. So, yeah, boredom. <laughs> right. You don't want the shiny, brighty bottle, you know, bottle, you know? Yeah. Well, that that's like uh, here, here in the radio world, it's how many pairs of headphones have you owned? In your world, it's how many cars have you owned? It, it, that's just kind of what goes with the, the occupation. And that's, you say 40 to 50, but that's because you have access to those. It's not because... You've had to necessarily switch that quickly to a new car because the old car was not doing the doing no, the job. It's, it's, it's called boredom. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, you have it, you get it, you drive it, you something new. You know, especially when, when I first started my career, I can't tell you how many Forerunners and trucks I've had. Hmm. I started with our Toyota store, and you know, probably owned almost most of the models of Toyota at some point in time. But it kind of slowed down once I got uh, I became a manager. I drive a different car virtually every other week as a demo. So it, it, it takes away the need to get a new car, <laughs> you know, that feeling. Yep, for sure. But, hey, and also just a little weird note to start things today. Are you a fan of Shawshank Redemption, Roger? Do you like that movie? You know, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, it's been so long since I've watched it. I remember liking it. I couldn't tell you hardly anything about it. You can't tell us anything about Shawshank Redemption? Is that what you said? I can't. You know, no. it's, just, it's been too long since I saw it. I've probably watched Shawshank Redemption uh, 300 times all the way through in my lifetime. It's, Holy moly. It is my, one of my favorite, if not my absolute favorite movies. Uh, and for some reason, it started trending on Twitter last night. I, I can't find the origination why it started trending, but literally everybody was talking about Shawshank Redemption, and I've had just a blast going through all the tweets out there in the world talking about Shawshank Redemption and what an incredible story it is. But anyway, just a weird random note for you. There is, it's it's rare to find someone who can't doesn't have something to say about Shawshank Redemption. So take. Take heart in knowing you are a unique person, Roger Parkin. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's good-ish. We'll go good-ish. How about that? Yeah. Strong on the ish, right? 
Well, tell us, give us an update. Since this is August 1st, we've gone through another full month, believe it or not. We are starting the eighth month of this stupid, awful, no good year. How are things uh, trending there at Mark Miller Subaru, though, having just gone through another month there? You know, we are so fortunate to be selling Subaru and working with, you know, Subaru as a retailer. Um, we had not the best month, but not a terrible month. You know, it's just uh, our Midtown store did 258. We did 210 uh, new and used cars. The challenge for the next couple of weeks is going to be on, on all fronts is, is supply of cars. So I'm down to a about a 14-day supply of new cars, or 15-day supply of new cars, and 12-day supply of used cars. And our Midtown store is like at uh, 13 and, and 20. <laughs> wow. So we were, when the, all this started, we were looking for places to park cars and stack them up. Um, my lot's empty. Wow. Our Midtown lot. When's the last time you had an empty lot? Uh, had to be during the uh, tsunami. So that's been seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And we'll start getting, you know, they had the factory shut down for two and a half, two months, two and a half months. And you can't just turn those over and be at 100% efficiency right out of the chute. Takes all their suppliers were facing the same issue that they faced, which was shut down, have to get back up to speed. So um, they're producing them as fast as they can now. It's starting to fill back in. We, we probably have hit our lowest inventory point that we'll see throughout the next at least four or five months yeah right well uh i i know from uh personal experiences we've i mentioned at the top of the show looking to turn in our cross trek and get uh yeah. we're, we're graduating to a forester which i'm so excited oh. about we're going with the forester sport uh but it's oh, not available awesome <laughs> you get we got to wait for it to to land as it were yeah who's helping you down there uh, our guy tony rossi uh, so I, I think Tony, once, he, once Tony sells you, you're never going to get away. Yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> he's got his uh, he, he's got us for life. He, he is phenomenal. I, I tell you, it's uh, he's a he's a rare talent. He's we've got a lot of good talented people. He is just he's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, yeah, I, he, I recommend, and like you said, you've got a lot of uh, of the same cut of Tony Rossi's okay. at, at both locations. But Tony's amazing. Absolutely love working with Tony. Uh, I think one of the things that makes you know makes it so easy, you know, not to not to push promise price, but just how we do business with no negotiation, take care of you right up front, um, just make it simple. Right, uh, yes. and it's been now almost three years since I went through that process the first time. And I it was the first time. It was <laughs> yes, you do. You remember the first time well. We took our time figuring yes, out what we yeah. wanted, and and you guys said, "Ah, we'll always be here. Take your time. Do what's right for you." And we did. We took our time on this one, though, because we had all the time in the world the first time, and it was such a, a incredible experience. Uh, from promise price to, like I was mentioning, how much time you guys gave us to mull our options and figure out what exactly was going to work for our family. This mm-hmm. time around, it was an hour and a half tops <laughs> spread, you know, absolutely tops. And that was because th- there's no, you don't have to worry about, well, is this in our price range? Can we negotiate this into our price range? No. If it's not in our price range, that makes the decision for us. We move to the next thing. And it's so, so convenient. I love it. The million-dollar question is, what color are you getting this time? 
So that is the million dollar question. Uh, <laughs> we 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 are going with white pearl white. Uh, a lot of re- a lot of the reason for that is it was the first uh, to be available. So, yeah. but uh, I was surprised. I like white cars because I I run hot uh, already and. And, and they don't get as dirty quick. Well, they do, but you don't see it as quickly as other yeah. colors. And so I like white cars. My wife is not a huge fan of white, but she was the one that suggested it. Hey, well, maybe let's go with white. And I just kind of kept my mouth shut and said, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that'd be great. And th- th- that's what we went with. So very well, excited. Trained well, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Just just let I mean, things go how they're going to go. Go with yeah. the flow here. That's exactly it. Especially, and that's another reason why uh, Mark Miller Subaru and, and your Promise Price Program is so, I keep using the word convenient, but I think it's also, it's a peacemaker, really, because there there's few t- few times that are more stressful in a couple's time together than when you are on opposite ends of the earth on a decision and i think a lot of times that comes down to a vehicle to buy i think there's a lot of people out there that could have that could share experiences of uh drag it out 12 rounds with their husband or wife or or partner uh to talk talking about which car we're gonna go with and one one wants a black jeep one wants a red corvette and it's like no we got to find somewhere in between here and the fact that you don't have to worry about also then fighting a, a, a sales manager or a sales a salesman or a product specialist on price makes it so much easier. Yep. No, it's it's interesting how often it comes down to color. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times in my career where it's like, like, you know, people can't decide. Yeah. And me, I like to joke and have fun. You know, I know you're not aware of that, but no. That's, um, you're working on it, I think. So. I, I, you know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> you know, some, some days it works really well, some days not so much. And using the word progress lightly there. Yeah. Oh, extremely lightly. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't tell you how many times I've pulled a quarter out and said, okay, heads for this color, tails for that. <laughs> and I've never had it fail. Whatever came up, they went the opposite way, but it forced them to make a decision. Oh, really? That's oh, yeah. funny. That's some psychology there. We got we to gotta find out what... We got to get Sigmund on the line and, and to tell us why they always go with the opposite. That's funny. I, I don't know. It just you know it seems to work that way, and I think it just is. A, they don't want someone make something make a decision for them, but B, they really know what they want. They just don't want to commit. Hmm. And it kind of just lower, lowers the barriers. Yeah, you got to have fun in life. So what's the point? <laughs> right. Yeah, but you also tells for black. (laughs) (laughs) You also don't want to get home with that bright school bus yellow, and the next morning go, "What? What have I done?" Well, you know what? That's okay if you do that because we give you forty-eight hours to bring the car back, no questions asked. When is the last time Subaru made a yellow vehicle? Uh, It's coming, and I've got some in transit right now. It's kind of fun. Oh, what in what model? In the Crosstrek. Crosstrek yellow. I didn't know that. Huh? Yes, it's kind of a. I haven't seen it on the car, but the chips, you know, pictures you see, that's kind of a, it's not a bright yellow. It's kind of a mustardish. I think it's going to look nice. Hmm. Oh, I, uh, we, we have a fleet of rental cars. I ordered a couple of them for a rental fleet. Okay. Like it. Just, just to get them in so I, a, I can make sure I see them, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> as quickly as possible. But, yeah. um, it should be fun. Subaru's done. A, I think they do a really good job of keeping things fresh and fun. 
Um, I've been in this business 30 years now, and, and honestly, I'm tired of white, black, red, gray, silver. <laughs> I like a little pop color. I mean, like an orange cross track or the original uh, hybrid cross track that was that fluorescent green I loved. I don't know. I'd love it for three or four years, or you know, more than three years. But yeah, well, that's yeah. interesting. You say getting them for your your rental fleet because absolutely, if you're renting something for a couple of days to head out into the mountains and have some fun, or you're even just test driving to to see if that's the car you want to then purchase or lease, yeah, why not go with a a, a really fun color that you might not marry yourself to for three, four, five years? Exactly. I like that so. idea. But no, so they, you know, it's kind of a fun color. It's like in the uh, Impreza, they have a color called Island Blue that, you know, around here, it's not real popular. We're trying to get one for a customer out of another store in another part of the country. And it's like, yeah, no, we sell those faster than any other color. So, the Island Blue? It's a pretty blue, yeah. It is a beautiful blue, but it's one of those that you love it or you hate it. There's not much in between, and it seems like it's more popular depending on where you live. And I don't know what drives that, but it certainly happens. But, I mean, your white, your black, your grays, reds are always going to outsell everything. Yeah. My, my dad just uh, bought a Toyota Corolla uh, in that island blue color. Obviously, they don't oh. call it island blue, but it's the same. And it is a – it's a be- I love that. I, I think it's a beautiful color. So that makes sense oh. why you would sell it fast. That's kind of surprising. That's not usually the color that older folks buy. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. I'm he's, not calling him old, you know. He's uh he's experienced uh, now. Exactly, lots of experience. Yes, that's right. Now, and most of those experiences, sadly, were because of me. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah, and honestly, I'm probably as old as your dad. So what can I say? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, well uh, so let's see. I'm I'm turning thir- What am I turning? Thirty five this month. Yeah, you're younger than my oldest. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, and I'm his oldest. But I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet you're close. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking sixty in the face. Hey, uh, while we turn the calendar from July to to August. Uh, to August, remind us what the the target. With, with I remember last year we were talking about Subaru setting records, and, and this you know this isn't going to be a feel good segment. But I don't good. think it's been as drastically bad as someone might guess for the for a car industry for a, a brand like Subaru in this in these trying times. What where are you at on the industry's goal that was set for Subaru compared to where you thought you'd be? Uh, we'll miss it probably by. I don't know, 60,000, 70,000 units. Okay. When you take two and a half months of production out, you know, they produce, I think, it's 2,800 cars a day out of their factories. Mm. And you take two months of that production away, and you take COVID and store closures and everything, um, I bet we'd come up 60,000 short, give or take. But if you look at July, I haven't seen the numbers for August yet, or if you look at June, as the industry as a whole, I think the industry as a whole was down 24%. Okay. Subaru was actually only down about 20%. Subaru's market share went up like half a percent out there. Hmm. So it's a really positive, in a, in, a, in a negative time, we have really positive things going on with Subaru that we are able to maintain market share and increase market share. And Subaru's been really smart. They've never really relied on incentives to sell their cars yeah well because they don't want to devalue their car out the gate exactly Mm -hmm. and so 
you know, the way Subaru is as, as a corporation and their and love promise, you know, really drives everything Subaru does. They look at it within their pillars of, of giving back to the community and back to, you know, back to the people. And it resonates really well with the public and the, the public's been very supportive of, of it. And, you know, we're extremely fortunate. We're not out there screaming three, four thousand, five thousand dollar rebates out there. You know, panic selling. Yeah. So, in a, in, a, in a tough time, there's some really positive notes there. I think so, especially when you say the stock going up half a percent. People that aren't familiar might say a half a percent. That's not. That's not that. Good. No, that's terrific, especially in these times. Oh yeah, market share like that, half that percent way. was huge. Yeah. Uh, Especially for a little, you know, a little car company. Subaru's <laughs> 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 pretty small. I mean, you know, they run one plant here in the U.S. and a couple in uh, Japan. Versus uh, Toyota here in the U.S. has they have three here in the U.S. producing vehicles. Um, and I've been out of the Toyota world for ten years, so mm. three here in the U.S. They've got one in Tijuana. There's one in Canada across the board in Ottawa. And that's not counting everything that they have in Japan. Yeah. So, or look at the domestics, how many factories they have throughout, you know, the Northern America, North America. Yeah. Well, uh, as of July 1st, these numbers uh, that I wrote down back back when we did a show then, uh, Subaru is only off from uh, last year's pace by 72,000. Now I say only. And that'll that's uh, that'll you understand why I say only in just a moment. But seventy two thousand at the start of July, off of last year's July pace. But then you look at a company like Chevy. Chevy's off by one hundred and seventy eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Ford is off by two hundred and seventy one thousand. Uh, Toyota off by two hundred and twenty nine thousand. Yeah. And those are obviously more voluminous selling uh, brands in this country. Like you mentioned, Subaru is relatively still small compared to Chevy, Ford, Toyota. (laughs) But when you do it per capita, that's still a huge problem for Ford, Toyota, and Chevy. And so you guys only off the pace by 72. And like you said, by the end of the year, you'll probably miss it by 50 or 60. That's a win in this, in this, in these times, isn't it? That's a huge win. And really part of what you're saying was compounded the domestics issue in Toyota's is they do a massive amount of fleet, you know, rental car business. Ah. So, and all the rental companies, you know, Hertz is bank, you know, is it Hertz? Hertz is bankrupt? Um, no, inter- no, it's Hertz. It's Hertz, and uh, Dollar is part of Hertz, Hertz isn't dollar, it? Dollar, yeah, yeah and all, everything under that umbrella. Um, I think Advantage just went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. If memory me right. But people are not traveling. People are not renting cars. Um, these companies aren't taking the cars that they had previously ordered for the year, obviously, because there's nowhere to, to use them. Yeah. Well, and to that end, Hertz uh, has to sell off some 200,000 cars by December. Uh, and, and they to stall that, they've paid $650 million to stall their bankruptcy battle over trying to sell that used car fleet. You know, if, if there were a time to liquidate a used car fleet, now it's probably the time. Probably, Honestly, yeah. Uh, there is such a small supply of cars out running over the auction block that used car inventories are going to continue to get tighter and tighter and tighter. I know we we buy clear across the country. 
thank goodness for the internet and and the virtual auctions and everything. Mm-hmm. I know we've got. I, I tra- we arranged transport for nine cars out of Mannheim, Pennsylvania yesterday. I mean, we're going clear across the country. Mannheim. Wow. Mannheim. Where Mannheim auctions originated. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, because uh, things like, you say this is a, the time to unload a used car fleet. Well, that's yeah. that shows in the industry being down, but the used car industry being completely up from where it was last year. Yeah, if you look at all the, you know, your major chains like AutoNation, Sonic, all of those, um, where they're making headway is is in used cars. Because yeah. new car sales are down, used car sales and profits are up. Because there is just no there's no supply. Well, and that would that would also someone might hear that and think, well, that means I'm going to be paying more for a used car right now than I would have been paying for a used car this time last year. That's absolutely the case as well, is it not? Um. Yes and no. Uh, you still got you got to be competitive in the market. It's in order to acquire the inventory, you're spending more, but the market has a natural, a natural balance to it on the retail end. Because if you're not competitive with everybody out there, you're not going to get people in, you know, because of the internet. And you look at Kelly Blue Book, NADA Book. Um, there, there's certainly a disconnect on the wholesale market from those. Yeah, not nice. saying that every car is worth more. You know, it's interesting to watch with Subaru. Uh, we as a dealer, we can buy the off the off lease cars and whatnot, and we buy quite a few. There's some that when you look at what residuals were three years ago and what the values are now, you I didn't have to pay retail to buy the car, mm. and I can't sell that car. I can't recondition it and put it out there and be competitive and give someone you know a bang for the buck at good value. So we let, let those go back to Subaru and let them go take the loss of the auction or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, and uh, while supply is, you know, demand and supply, that's what drives prices. And right now demand is really high. And so prices might be a little on the high end unused, but the supply is about to get a lot higher too as all these rental cars like Hertz try to liquidate the, their assets and pay their creditors. They owe some $1.3 billion, I think, to their yeah. creditors. Yeah. And they only have to pay half of that by the end of the year. But right. that means they've got to sell 200,000 cars before December ends. And so yeah, you're going to see an influx, uh, a flooding into the market of used cars. Well, you're going to see an influx of, you know, rental, what I like to call is rental rockets. You're going to see a lot of, <laughs> you know, you'll see a lot of Corollas, Camrys. Uh, uh, Sentras probably, you, yeah. Versus. You know, oh, there will be uh, so many verses out there available. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's a, like I said, I think the timing's probably right because there is uh, definitely a a low supply of used cars out there, and I don't think Utah Utah's done a better job of weathering COVID than I think a lot of the country has been. Very very fortunate. I think unemployment dropped down. The last report I saw was five point one in Utah. Mm. You know, pre COVID it was two point three, three point one. It was extremely low, but even with all that said, we just hired, I have three new product specialists starting Monday because I had a, you know, one of my employees transfer to the other store because it's close to their home. I had an employee retire and had another employer that left and 
decided it wasn't for them. Hmm. But it's hard to find a, it's hard to hire people right now, even with what's going on. So if someone's yeah. out there looking for a career change, you guys are you have some spots? Oh yeah, we have so many job openings between our two Subaru stores. Really, we keep uh, our culture director real busy <laughs> out there looking for, you know, advertising for employees, interview, you know, doing the pre-interviews, getting them in there. It's it's amazing. There is opportunity for anybody that wants it out there. It seems like. Wow. Well, that's good news to a lot of people listening who have maybe lost jobs in the last couple months due to the pandemic. Yeah, there's been plenty of them. So, uh, and that's a, that's a great company to work for. Our our, our guy, Adrian Leiser, is now in the fold. He's, he's in the hall. He, he's, a, he's a hardworking guy. He's a good Always kid. Always happy. I say kid. He's in his 30s. I just always, he's got that boyish well, got, look to him. He's got that 20-year-old face. He I'm does. kind of jealous of it. He does, and he can't put a pound on. He hates that he can't put a pound on. I'm like, shut up. Don't complain <laughs> that you can't put on weight. What are you doing? Someone give him. <laughs> That's right. You can take half of mine, His, and I'll, I'll still be overweight. <laughs> We've all collected Austin's weight or uh, Adrian's weight over here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for a job, uh, Mark Miller Subaru might have one for yeah, you. Where can yeah. does that? Where, where's the best way to start that, sir? On your website? Just, just go to our website and look at employment opportunities. Cool. Awesome. And then it's, you, know, you go on and fill out an application, and then we go from there pretty painless or pretty nice yep absolutely and, and i think there's something to be said that uh jeff has not laid off a single person throughout this whole situation yeah we came through covid with no layoffs um and that's by the way that's not without sacrifice on everyone's part oh, to get everything. through there but especially on jeff's yeah i mean it was, it was interesting we were working uh, in the sales department we were working half the crew every other day so we're working three days a week, and it's it's weird doing that. I've been in the business a long time. I've never had a three day a week work you know work week mm-hmm. where you're in the store. Um, we did that for a couple months and then came back in May full time. Uh, business upticked and we couldn't take care of customers with half a crew there. And we've never we've never looked back. We've been very very fortunate. You know we've sanitize. I never in a million years I start my morning with telling the guys, let's sanitize the showroom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there being all the surfaces. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're all masked up and everything, but I think we've taken the precautions. We've been very fortunate. We've not had any cases of COVID. Oh, knock on all the wood you can see. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. It's so, I mean, we're doing something right. But, uh, you know, it's it's... I never thought I'd be selling to people a masked up and looking at them in masks. You you learn to read eyes a lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. For sure. You, you miss all those facial cues, you know, the smiles. The you just it changes the whole dynamic. It's really it's been interesting. It's it changes everything. You know, you look at driver's license and yeah, that looks like you. <laughs> Yeah, let me draw with a Sharpie over the. Oh, yeah, that, there's a mask. That is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, someone was coaching me that uh, while you're masked up, if you want people to know you're smiling, you smile, but then you tilt your head slightly to one side. Huh. And then people know, oh, this is a friendly person. Yeah. If you're smiling, you're really sincerely smiling. It comes to, you can see it in your eyes. I you feel know, like, yeah, I feel like the Joker smiling under my mask. <laughs> I feel like it's just so, so big and fake because I'm trying <laughs> to sell it, but. 
Yeah, I think the funniest thing is, is you don't realize how much you rely on reading lips to really see what somebody's saying. You don't realize you do it. And I, I didn't realize how much I did it until I, we were, everyone's masked up. Mm. And you really have to improve your listening skills. You have to really pay attention because it muffles everybody's voice. You don't want to yell. You don't want, you, you don't want to come across cross or mad or anything else, but you really have to listen hard. Mm. So. Well, the fact that you've had no cases, that's not only a nod and a tip of the cap to how you guys are operating there in store, but to your employees and your customers for how they're handling yeah. their, their personal lives. That, that's yeah. just as important, if not more important. So You know, it's pretty incredible. I bet you probably 99% of the people walk in have masks. We have disposable masks there for customers that don't. And I've not had any customers refuse to wear a mask, which has been nice. Terrific. Yeah, and that so, that that lines up with uh, the typical stereotypical Subaru mindset, Subaru customer mindset. I, I we're yeah. smart, we're smart, us Subaru customers. I'll say it that way. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take our first break. By the way, playoff implications galore today at one thirty, twelve thirty wow. pregame, one thirty tip off between the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder down there in Orlando. You hear it right here on the Zone. Battling for a top four seed absolutely at play between, for both these teams. So make sure you tune in. We'll get you ready for that one leading up to 1230's uh, pregame as well. But coming up next, got to remind you about yesterday was National uh, uh, Protect Against the Heat in Your Car Day. We'll talk about that. Mm. And we've got an update from Tesla from out of this world. We'll tell you about that and more. Coming up next on Utah Car Sense. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yep, welcome back. Welcome back, Utah Carsons, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Excited to start August here with you. Uh, Brian Brown producing for us today. By the way, this song, this is The Joker and the Thief, is that what this song is? This is uh, the tip-off song before every Salt Lake City Stars game is awesome. what they play. So it gets me all ham- amped up to tip off the jazz and thunder today. 1.30 right here on the Zone Sports tip-off, huh? Yeah, and you're not the world's biggest uh, NBA fan, Roger, but have you taken in any of these games over the last two days? You know, I, I, we watched. I was working Thursday night, so I watched most of the Jazz game from my desk and exciting finish, finish with Gobert hitting the two free throws and whoever was on the other team missing the three-point shot. Brandon but, Ingram, uh, yeah. Yep. What a different experience for all the NBA players playing, you know, in that bubble and uh, no fans. The, the faces up on the uh, video screens are kind of fun. You think those are fun? I saw that Chris Bosch found his way onto one of those screens <laughs> as a fan. That was pretty funny. But every, pretty much every game so far in the last two days since the NBA's return has been nip and tuck down to the wire, down to the final seconds close. Uh, That's what it should be, though. Right. Both games Thursday, two-point uh, difference in both games. 106-104 Jazz, 103-101 Lakers. Last night, the, the biggest margin was the Suns and Wizards. 
and the Magic and Nets. But other than that, you had a five-point win in overtime for the Blazers over the, over the Grizzlies. The Bucks pulled away late uh, by seven over the Celtics. The Spurs barely uh, outlasted the Kings. And then the final in overtime as well, the Rockets and Mavericks combined for over 300 points wow. in, that, in that silly game. Uh, and Trey Burke with 31 former Jazz man for the losing effort for the Mavericks. So it has been a rip-roaring good couple of days so far in the NBA's return, and it's promising to be even better going forward as we got playoff implications every single day for the Utah I think Jazz. that's the fun part of this is that, you know, you get to the tail end of the, any season normally, it's like you have your haves and your have-nots, and all you have here is your haves. Yes, with the with the the token exception of the Wizards, yes, yes. <laughs> in the well, Eastern Conference, have a token. <laughs> but uh, and the Suns really in the West, I guess, and they lost to the Wizards yesterday. But they they'll pro- they, they are in the playoffs currently. The Suns, but yeah. all right, well, so I, there you go. I think NBA's done an incredible job of restarting their season and and uh, making it kind of fun to watch. And and what they've done with the players, they're all socially distant from each other up the tiers of the, the, the stands there. But I just, I, it was fun. It was a fun game to watch. Yep. Hey, uh, we got to talk about yesterday's Heat Stroke Awareness Day. But before we do that, NASA and SpaceX, the, the, the crew, the Dragon crew, they're, the scheduled, crew, they're, scheduled, today, right? they're scheduled to return, I believe, today uh, with weather pending. Uh, but they should be on their way. Was astronaut Bob and Doug? Uh, yep. Now Tesla powered them there, but NASA was the brains behind it. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not so too simpli- simplifying it too much, there. Uh, <laughs> SpaceX, of course, being Elon Musk's uh, company, and so uh, it was a success when they launched. It was really cool to watch that thing. It'll be cool to see them head back to Earth this weekend for sure. Good luck. What I thought was so cool about the launch and everything was the video feed from inside the capsule watching them and the screens that they're using as all touch screen, not all a bunch of a bazillion switches on, of stuff. It's pretty cool looking. They, they did a neat job on that capsule. Yeah, really cool looking. And I liked how the thing landed with precision back on that little floating barge. After yeah, it deca- uh, detached from itself. Now, if they can do that, why can't they also land the capsule back as softly and gently? Uh, apparently, they have to do a splash landing still uh, well, coming back it, down. In order to do that, they'd have to come through the atmosphere with a you know, rocket motor. Right, which, yes, I don't know. If, uh, but yeah, the Soviets do it. I don't know how the so- I've never seen Soviets land, but they land it back on land. Oh, do they? If research me correctly, so I'm not sure how what they've done differently, but uh, the capsule to the reentry and splashdown that's very reminiscent of the Apollo missions, you know, back when I, I was like a little lad years ago. But incredible, incredible pictures and you know, the video and just the access that uh, we have now with all the technology that we, we have and what they've built into it. Yeah, I thought it was way neat. It was uh. Enjoyed the heck out of watching it. Just took me back to my you know, younger years when the uh, first time they walked on the moon on a Sunday afternoon in you, black and white in my house. You remember, <laughs> you remember that? You were you were you were pretty young when that happened. Seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. Sixty-eight. I was seven. 
did you were you able to grasp at the time how big of a moment that was? Yeah, in, yeah, in the mind of a seven-year-old, as much as you can, absolutely. Yeah, um, didn't maybe understand the politics attached to it, but realized this uh, had never been done before. Right, that was the neat thing about it, and just really, they haven't really tried any of that technology technology back then. And think about it—you got more computing power in your phone or in a calculator now than what they had in all of NASA at the time. That filled rooms to do one <laughs> thing. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been to Cape Canaveral? No, I've uh, I have not. The Space Center is is worth a it's worth the trip. It's a, it's a pretty incredible place, and really just the size of the uh, machinery and the launch pads, and it was it was a fun it was a fun tour. We did that probably almost a decade ago now when my son graduated. Hmm. Yeah, but, I think that's probably what I'm the most excited about having this i mean this is the first ever commercially built space uh, shuttle to go and return to earth uh but i'm just excited for the return of space travel yes. here in our country because it's something that uh you see in movies and you see on tv but my generation i, I think I, I we only had a couple that i can remember that were a big enough deal to to be uh, televised launches and things like that and it was it's been so long that you oh, yeah. forget how powerful it is to send a human being to another uh, to, out of the, off of this world to an yeah. international floating planet, essentially, which is the <laughs> the International Space Station, and then return safely. That it's a miracle, and I think that we've lost that not having that happen in the last ten years. I agree. You know, with the space shuttle became yesterday's news. It wasn't really. Ex- it ceased being exciting because it was so common, but and they didn't televise it very often, you know, especially towards the end of the endeavor, you know, the end of the shuttle uh, flights. Yeah. But do you remember them flying the space shuttle through Salt Lake? No. The, oh, talk what happened back. You mean getting it down from from Thiokol or whatever down to Florida? No, no, they were bringing it back from California from Air, uh, Edwards Air Force Base. Uh-huh. Taking it back east. And they had it mounted on top of the Boeing plane that they flew back, you know, back there on. And they flew right down the center of the valley here in Salt Lake. Um, oh, really? Wow. Had to be 93, 94, somewhere in there, 95. But that was really cool. Seeing that up on top of that. And the shuttle looks so huge, but when you compare it to, a, you know, the, I think it was 747 that was flying on top of, it was tiny. Oh, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, oh. The 747s are, are ridiculous. <laughs> oh, <we're dancing. laughs> so, uh I mean, the, the, the last, and maybe, you know, what happened with the Columbia in, yeah. in 2003, that, that put a real damper on things. And then, of course, Challenger in 86. But I was, I was only six months old, I think, when the Challenger uh, disaster happened. And I was in high school in, in 2003 and couldn't be bothered with anything that didn't have to do with me. So I, I, this is like this SpaceX journey is like the first one in my life that I've really paid attention to. That's a, that's a really interesting perspective because, you know, being my age and watching it go through you know, the moon and then um, the uh, shuttle and everything, you kind of take it for granted. Yep. 
But it is a big deal. That was a fun. I was. I've not watched a launch. I don't know, forever. Even when the even when they were televising the shuttle launches, but that was cool to watch. Yeah, watch that thing go up, and you know, especially, you know, how brilliant are you when you figure out how to land those on a barge out in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, <laughs> within five feet of where it's supposed it's, to land. It's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And yet, I have to brush my own teeth. Come on, let's get something going. I'm gonna dress myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Yesterday was Heat Stroke Awareness Day. Now, how uh, appropriate was that? It was 105 at one point in time when I looked at my uh, oh, temperature at work. I just I don't understand you people that love the heat. It doesn't make any sense to me. Gordon Munts and I'm yelling at you, sir. He comes <laughs> on the big show every day. He's like, "Oh, it feels good. It feels like an oven." I love what. No one wants to feel like they're in an oven. What are we talking about? Give me 68 and nothing above. I think this goes back to those pounds that we all borrowed from Adrian earlier. Maybe that helps. Yeah. It's a glandular problem, Brian Brown. All right. Leave what? me, leave me be. Uh, but- I don't want to take my winter coat out of the closet. I just wear it everywhere I go. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're always prepared. Yeah. At least it's not humid here. Oh, to say it again. Yeah, right. Because oh. the first time you, uh, you you experience the summer in in a 70, 80, 90% humidity city, you oh. you are very grateful for the oven feeling of yeah, Arizona got, and got, Utah. I've got two siblings that live in, in Florida. And, you know, I was talking with one of them the other morning. Yeah, it's 90 degrees and 90% humidity. I'm out here working on the site. Yeah. Pass. I would. I'm in the steam room working outside. <laughs> oh, seriously! I would rather. <laughs> I would rather be banished to Antarctica pantsless than have you're, to live in a humidity place. You're being waterboarded you know, by the humidity. <laughs> Correct. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And why? Why take a shower? Why have it? Why own a towel? I should say in, in oh. Florida. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, nothing ever dries there. That's for darn sure. But yeah, with 105 yesterday here uh, around these parts and it being Heat Stroke Awareness Day, uh, Cars.com has a, an article by Jennifer Geiger that is t- t- explaining with a lot of stats and, and science that I'll, I'll spare you on the, on the radio. You can look it up yourself. But why the COVID-19 pandemic, they're expecting uh, even more tragic deaths uh, of leaving children or uh, unattended children and pets in cars this summer than previous uh, because we're all creatures of habit. We all get in our routines, and when those routines change, it takes a long time for us to really permanently change those routines. And sadly, children and pets get left behind in hot cars, and it takes just a matter of minutes for, that, for it to become a, a death trap. And so yeah. I, I don't think we can talk enough about it uh, on this show, how important it is to constantly uh, disrupt our routines to the point where it beca- where disruption becomes routine, and therefore we we have zero of these deaths. Uh, put a put a stuffed animal in your car seat, and when you put the kid in the car seat, move the stuffed animal to the passenger seat. Leave your cell phone in the back seat. Leave something always, even when you know you don't have a passenger. Leave something in that back seat so that every time you park your car, you have to open that back door and look into the back seat. That's my advice, Roger. And there are there's a lot of cool features that are now being implemented in cars, uh, but it's still not uh, fail safe. It's still not uh, failure proof 
and, and you need to we all need to be completely aware and responsible of making sure when that car is turned off everybody inside uh person and animal is out yeah. of the car and safe that's for sure we've not had that happen with one of our dogs the other day oh did you yeah normally she stands up all the time and this time she happened to lay down and you know you get in the hustle and bustle and realizes you're walking away from the car whoops i didn't let her out oh <laughs> yeah thank, thank god you remembered oh so yeah yeah but I, i'd hate to live with myself if i actually but left that's, anything in a car that killed it but that's how it happens and people that have had this oh, yeah. happen to them they're not they're not bad people they're Absolutely not, not they're not evil this it's so tragic on all levels and it can happen to anybody at any moment and Absolutely. that's why it's so important to talk about it yes and some of those systems that are in place they they're they're good but they more or less when you when you turn the car off they beep and say check your back seat or whatever if the door has been opened and then shut they it'll remind you to check the back seat but what i would like to see happen is if there that there's some kind of heart rate monitor system that will beep your your key fob or call your phone if if you if if a minute has gone by and you haven't opened that back door and you've walked away and oh yeah someone's in the back seat you get a phone call that reminds i don't know i, I i'm dreaming i think but i think we'll get there in the near future where we'll have real uh reliable ways to know that we've left someone behind but in the meantime we need to we need to be in charge of ourselves and we need to uh, make sure that we're being safe. Yeah, part of your non-routine routine needs to be double-check your car before you walk away from it, definitely. Yeah. And while we're at, before we take a break, I've gotten in the habit of every time I, before I back out of anywhere, I walk around the whole car just to make sure that no kid is playing hide-and-seek. Or Underneath no, your wheel. Or no kitty has decided to take shade under my yeah. car, you know, uh, and just to make sure. So take take a lap around the car before you back out and and drive away just do yourselves a favor that way absolutely all right we'll get back to uh, some car talk hour number two coming your way uh, on the other side speaking of 105 degrees the yes. greatest invention in the history of mankind air conditioning well, it, well best or worse depending on how you apply <laughs> we'll talk about its history in the automotive <laughs> world and also uh, uh the, the strangest speaking of also animals around cars the strangest animal in car story i've ever heard coming your way next here on utah car sense can't wait <laughs> 